0: Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. As a Christ centered community, our mission is to create space for all people to experience the compassionate love of the Father and the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today, recorded live inside the Wilson Arts Auditorium at Platt County High School in Platt City, Missouri.
1: Let's pray. For one, um... Two, for two days this week I was at a prayer retreat with some pastors and, and leaders in the city just crying out to the Lord on behalf of our, our families and our, and our children in our world and just for our city and for the gospel to be proclaimed here in the Kansas City area. There's a real sense that God's doing something unique in our, in our, in our time and in, in this place. And it, it literally was described as um, they feel like he's about ready to drop this, this bomb, not like a destructive kind of way, but like an awakening is coming. And so I'll tell you, several years ago, uh, I was in the prayer room at the, where our youth, youth room was at the Baptist Church, and I was in there, and a couple other people were in there, and we were praying. And this guy walked off the, walked off the sidewalk into our room. He, didn't, he just kind of came in. He said, hey, he goes, what's going on in here? And we were like, hey, we're just, this is a prayer room, we're praying, you know, you're welcome to say if you want to. And he's like, hey, you know what, I just, I got a word for for you guys today from the Lord. You know, that's always a little sketchy, you just never know really what people are, like, really okay, what is God trying to tell you? And he literally said that day, I don't remember the exact phrase, but he talked about that um, an awakening is coming and that God's going to drop a bomb on Kansas City. Now that was probably 10 years ago when that happened. And do you know that in Kansas City, there's, there's prayer, there's 24-7 prayer going on, has been for 20 years in Kansas City. There's been a flame burning. There's been a fire burning in our community for 20 years, 24-7. It's not gone out. And do you, I believe that God hears those prayers and he answers those Prayers and, and it's going to be unlike anything we've probably ever seen before. Uh, there's just this call, this desire for the name of Jesus to be proclaimed in every city, in every community, in every, in every home in Kansas City. And only God can do that, right? And, and it takes like just one little spark to, to spread a little bit. And we're talking about this consuming fire today. God's a consuming fire and it just takes that one little spark and it begins to spread. And for some of you, you're getting excited inside right now. Some of you are like, I don't know what that's even going to look like. Don't worry about it. God will he will reveal it to you when the timing is right. Okay, it's going to be good. So we're just crying out. So I wanted to warn you, I've been in prayer and I've had coffee and sugar and no protein this morning. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to apologize right away. All right. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your, your concern for each one of our lives. Like you, you're intimately concerned about each of our stories today and what's going on in our hearts. You drew us here today for a reason. Maybe it's because someone invited you to come or maybe you just feel like God told me to come. I don't know, Lord. But, we, but you drew us here. And so we praise you for that. God, I pray uh, specifically for... Not this, just this body of Christ, but the, the other churches in this community that are gathered right now, right this time in Platte City. They're gathered, they're praying, they're worshiping you. Uh, so all the prayers, well, it doesn't matter what denomination, all the prayers are coming to you, Lord, and you're hearing our prayers. So I pray you bless those churches today. Bless the people in their churches. Bless the Baptist churches. They're preparing, they're building, they're building a, a, a grand facility for people to come to hear the gospel. Bless them today. I pray the. Pray the construction goes well and they, their building gets done before they, before they even plan on it being done. Lord. You know, your, your timing is perfect and we praise you for that. God, speak to us today through your words. Speak to us. Maybe let us hear something different today we've never heard before. Um, would you set a fire inside of each one of us and let it burn. Let it burn bright. Let it Heat for those around us. Let it be um, a thing that guides us. So we ask for that in the name of Jesus, Amen. So last week, so last week Justin was talking about Jehovah Jireh, the God, the Provider, God, the thing that gives us what it is that we need, and the thing we need more than anything else is a chief's victory today. Yes, that's it. Um, no, that's not it. That would be good, but it's not it. Uh, we need the Holy Spirit. He, the Holy Spirit comes and it provides for us uh, counsel and, and wisdom and, and guidance and, and gifts. He gives us gifts. The Holy Spirit gives us gifts so that we can use those gifts. We can use those gifts to, to bless God and to, to help others. Like he, he's a good provider. He gives us those things. But you know what? I was thinking as Justin was preaching about that last week, God is also a consuming fire. God is the one who takes things away from us that should not be there. Here's the deal. All of us, every single one of us, have things in our life right now that God's saying that needs to go. It needs to go because it's getting in the way. It needs to go because you're not experiencing me in the fullness of all that I have for you. You're not able to receive it because it's in the way. And you know what it is. He's, top, he's touching you right now. He's telling you what it is. And he says it needs to go. For a, um, a couple of friends of mine, just recently... The thing that needs to go is alcohol. It's got to go. It's ruining their life, and it's got to go. And we are committed to fasting and praying for it to be just God to just remove it from their life in a supernatural way. That's just one thing. There could be many, many things. Little Autumn, little Autumn uh, Flawhart, she was putting these, these out for me today. She put these pieces of paper. They're not perfect. They're just pieces of paper with a pen she's putting on the stage and she says Brady what are they for I said well today I'm going to ask people to come and I'm going to ask people to write on this piece of paper the thing that needs to be removed from their life in order for the Lord to move and have his way and we're asking the Lord to burn these things out of their life today and then I'm going to ask people to fold them up and leave them at the foot of the cross and then tonight men tonight I am imploring you men, if you have nothing else going on, you need to be with me at 118 Broken Bridge Lane in Platte City at 6.30 p.m. for a fireside chat where men are going to get real. We're going to get around a fire. The game will be over. We're going to be around a fire. We're going to talk about these things that need to go out of our life. And we're going to say them out loud. Then we're going to throw them in a fire. And God's going to eat them up. Because literally that's what the phrase consuming fire means, to eat up. Ish-oklai is the word. It's actually spelled E-S-H-O-K-L-A-H, but it's pronounced Ish-oklai. It is to consume, it's to eat up. And I'm your pastor, and I know there's some things in my life that need to be removed. They need to be eaten away. And I'm guessing if it's me, it's you too. We're just getting real. We're gonna be real today, okay? Are you ready for that? All right, if you don't like real... And you probably won't come back next week, I'm just saying right now. (laughs) It literally means, like I said, eat up, to be consumed, to devour, to do whatever it takes to remove it from your life. So look at Deuteronomy chapter 4. All right, let's turn there real fast. Deuteronomy chapter 4, this is when we first see this phrase, this ish okli, the the consuming fire that is of God. And so, so actually God is speaking to the people, They have come out of uh, captivity. They've come out of Egypt. And he's reminding them what it looks like to worship the true God, what it means to to truly follow him. He's giving them some instructions. And we'll just start in Deuteronomy chapter 4. We'll start at verse 15. All right? He says, Diligently watch yourselves. Because you did not see any form on the day that the Lord spoke to you out of the fire at Horeb. So God was actually at the base of the mountain. He's speaking to the people through the fire. They can't see him, but they're hearing him. He says, So you don't act corruptly and make an idol for yourselves in the shape of any figure, a male or a female form, or the form of any animal on earth, any winged creature that flies in the sky, any creature that crawls on the ground, or any fish in the waters under the earth. It says, when you look to the heavens and the sea and the sun, moon and stars, all the stars in the sky, do not be led astray to bow and worship to them and to serve them. He's saying that the only one you should worship is me. That there shouldn't be anything else. Even if something is grand as the stars in the sky, do not worship them. Do not bow to them. It says that uh, the Lord your God has provided for them. Provided them for all people everywhere under heaven, but the Lord selected you and brought you out of Egypt. Listen to this. He brought you out of Egypt or out of Egypt's iron furnace to be a people for its inheritance, as you are today. Like He brought them out of that fire into a new land, into a new place. Then uh, this is Moses. Moses says, "The Lord was angry with me on your account. He swore that I would not cross the Jordan and enter into the good land the Lord God is giving you." As an inheritance, I mean, he said, "God, God disciplines those He loves. Even Moses, he got disciplined and he didn't get to go into the promised land." He says, "I won't be crossing the Jordan because I am going to die in this land. But you are about to cross over and take possession of this good land." And then this is what he says: he "says Be careful not to forget the covenant of the Lord your God that He made with you, and make." Idols for yourselves in the shape of anything he has forbidden you. And listen to what it says For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Okay, God is a jealous God, but not in the human sort of way that we are jealous. Like our jealousy can become um, destructive, but his jealousy for us is constructive. Good comes out of his jealousy. And so he's saying, I don't want you to worship anything else other than me. And we will we'll see all the way through the pages of Scripture why he is worthy to be worshipped. And why he is, it's right for him to be jealous for us. Like That he wants our hearts. He wants our affections. He wants our, our time. He wants our talents. He wants our, he wants our treasure. He wants everything. He wants us to give it to him because he's worthy of our worship. And he is a jealous God. So this week i was I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about fire. Obviously, I was thinking about consuming fire, and I was thinking about all the things that go along with that. And one is you know, I talked about Justin and the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that John the Baptist came to baptize with water, but Jesus came to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. Okay, now, okay. So let's talk about fire for a little bit. I love fire when it's a when it's good thing, when it's not destroying something. I don't love, like, the forest fires in California. I don't love that. That's not good. That's destructive, and it's, it's dangerous and scary. But other than that, I really like, like, I was at this prairie retreat and had a big, huge fireplace, and I spent a lot of time by the fire. And I remember a time where they were like, Brady, hey, the fire's almost gone out. Can you fan it back into flame? And so I put some wood on top of it, and I blew on it several times. And it came back alive. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, that is a picture of our lives. God might be blowing on your life right now, saying it's time to come back alive. You've, you've been dying out, and it's time for you to be, ref- the, f- the flames are burning again brightly. Because fire uh, is a good thing, fire guides. Like in, in the Old Testament, when the people were in the wilderness wandering, Jesus, or not Jesus, but the, the Father, uh, led them at fire by night and cloud by day, right? And so he led them with fire. They could see it. And uh, not only could they see it, but they could also feel it. Because what else does fire do? Fire heats. We have a, we, we, we're lazy at our house. We just flip a switch and the fire comes on. Anybody else have one of those? Yeah, isn't that awesome? Yeah, it just comes on. You're like, ooh, that's nice. It's not the same as the wood smell. And yeah, it's not quite as manly. I'm sorry. I'll give you my man card later. But I just flip the switch and the fire comes on. And it heats, it makes things warm. I'll sit, I'll sit by the fire until it gets so hot that I have to get away from it because you don't want to get too close to the fire too long. Uh, fire helps you cook. It actually, um, you can actually cook on it and some people use it. Some people have, uh, I don't know if you've ever cooked on a, like a flame, over, like at a, when you camp out, I haven't done that a ton, but that's kind of cool when you're able to do that. Fire can be a blessing. You know, Romans chapter 12, you don't have to turn there, but just think about this. Romans chapter 12, it actually talks about uh, heaping burning coals onto the head of those who have wronged you. And you're thinking, yeah, man, that sounds like revenge. This, like, Yeah, I want it. there's a few people i like to heap some burning coals on their head. No, it's actually a form of blessing. You're actually giving them coals to take home, to fan back in the flame, to heat their home, and to cook some food. You're blessing them with fire. Fire can be a blessing. Fire can provide ambiance, right? You know, you, there's a lot of songs that talk about the fire, like the, the setting down by the fire and, you know, cozy fire and those kind of things. It provides ambiance. Fire is a refiner. Malachi chapter 3 talks about um, Jesus coming again. He's going to be like a refiner's fire. It talks about how fire brings out the... Um, what is the The impurities in silver and gold. Like it, it heats them till the impurities rise to the top. And when the impurities rise to the top, it says it, they skim it off to get rid of the impurities. That's what fire does in silver. And that's what fire does in you and me. It's part of, I think, that Jesus baptizing with the Holy Spirit in fire, he begins to burn away the impurities that are in our life and he skims them off so that we could shine Brightly for the Lord. Like literally, a silversmith will do that until he can see his image in the object. Think about that. God is doing that in your life until he can see the image of his son in you. It's powerful. Fire. Fire is synonymous, like I said, with this Holy Spirit. Uh, fire can destroy, obviously. Uh, fire is synonymous with, and as you get towards the end, of the scripture, and you look at the book of Revelation, fire is synonymous with torment and hopelessness. And that fire is real. It's not just something that, that somebody has just made up and they're assuming that it's real. It's, it's real. It talks about it in the, in the end of scripture and in, in the end of Revelation. It talks about those whose names aren't written in the Lamb book, Lamb's Book of Life will be cast into the fire. How many of you have ever seen or been a part of when someone has burned a field? Like, anybody ever done that? Like, I, I grew up in rural Kansas, um, but we didn't, uh, we didn't burn fields, but I knew knew those who did. I, my best friend was, they had a hay company, and they raised, they raised a lot of hay, and they sold it all over the world. And there would be times where they would burn the field. Literally, they would do that on purpose. It's what they called a prescribed burn. Think about that phrase. Prescribed burn. That burn would remove plants that were already growing and to help the plants that are about to come in be healthier. Okay, some of you already know that. Burning the field gets rid of harmful uh, fungus, viruses, bacteria, and undesirable plant seeds that are on the ground, okay? Think about that metaphor. Think about that illustration in your own life. I am saying today that there are times in your life that that God has prescribed burns for you. Yeah, exactly. Ah! (laughs) Ah! That hurts. Isn't there times where, man, this hurts, it doesn't feel good, but after it's over, then then it says that the area that is burned is the first to green up in the spring. Like, when that stuff is is skimmed off the top and it's burned away, it starts to grow healthy things. Right? It doesn't feel good. You might feel like, man, I'm in the fire right now, Brady, and it does not feel good. But I promise you, something good's coming up from, from that. God is producing something good. He has a prescribed burn for you. And you may be more than one in your life. Especially, let me just get real with you, especially if there are some areas in your life where you know it's bacteria and it's a virus and it should not be there and you know it needs to go and you've been wanting it to be gone and you're like, oh, it just needs to go, but this isn't gonna hurt. It's not gonna feel good. He wants to burn that away. He wants to consume he wants to eat that up in your life and you may think no 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 Brady I want to hold on to this I got to hold on to this I got to hold on to this bitterness that I have towards those persons these people because they deserve it because of what they've done for me no he wants to eat it up he wants it to be gone because he's going to grow something's going to grow up out of that that's going to be more beautiful than you can possibly ever imagine You know where we see a picture of that? We see a picture of this incredible, supernatural prescribed burn on the cross. When Jesus absorbs the wrath of God, the fiery wrath of God because of sin in our world, Jesus absorbs it all. He's he's eaten up. He's laid in a tomb, and three days later, from the earth comes this this growth. (laughs) Think about it. Comes Jesus, resurrected with a new body, new life. That's what happens. There's new life that comes from the burn in the field. And Jesus becomes the new life. And when we put our faith in Jesus, we then have access to that same new life. It's incredible. It's a a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's kind of like... Death becomes the prescribed burn in our life. And nobody wants to deal with that because death is not easy. Death is hard. But when we have faith in Jesus, it actually means new life. It actually means life better than we've ever experienced it before. And you see at the end of the Bible, you see at the end of the book of Revelation, when a new heaven and a new earth come. Because think about this. God baptized the world by water in a flood. And when Jesus comes back, he's going to baptize the earth with fire. And the new that comes as a result of that is going to be better than anything this sorry earth has to offer. Better. Beautiful. New. Literally it says Jesus came to bring beauty from ashes. Think about that thought. Beauty from ashes. That's part of that. That beauty that comes from the ashes. Now I love this. I love this. Okay. When they go to burn a field, they wait for what they call goldilock conditions. What do you think that means? What do you think goldilock conditions? What do you think it means? Think about the story of Goldilock and the three bears. Not too hot, not too cold, but what? Just right. You can trust that God knows what is just right for you. He knows how long, how far, how hot it needs to be, and what needs to be removed in your life. I can't, I can't prescribe the burn for you. I can give you some suggestions. <laughs> I can maybe look at your life, and maybe if I get to know you well enough, I can say, Hey, Ian. Brother, I just got to talk to you, man. It's you and me, man to man. There's, there's an area I think you need, to, you need to open up. You need to like maybe get the flame out and you need to set it aflame. I don't know, you know. I'm not saying that Ian has anything like that. I'm just, he's right there. He's right in front of me, all right? That's why people don't sit on the front row. But when the conditions are just right, it comes to fire. But it's not a destructive I'm mad at you kind of fire it's I love you so much that I cannot stand any longer for that to stay in your life it's got to go amen amen that's right that's that's the kind of father he is that's the kind of God he is he knows the boundaries like he knows how far to let it go and how to keep it from spreading too far and you might think, oh, no, Brady, man, it's like been burning for way too long. It's hot, and I don't like it. Just hold on. Hold on. The conditions are just right. And there's going to be, well, Second Peter. Let's just look at that real quick as we finish up our time together. I did something kind of risky uh, this this week, I kind of was like, you know what, Lord, I've been praying. I've been at this conference. I've been praying. I just whatever. And I'm like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to put a few notes out. I'm just going to like, let, just. I'm just going to speak. I'm just going to preach. And that's kind of scary sometimes because like I might like just chase too many rabbits and we and, you know kickoffs is at noon, right? All right. Let's wrap this up. Let's look at Second Peter, chapter three. So Peter is writing to the, to the church. He's writing to, to the church during a time where they were experiencing they were experiencing some real flames. People were being burnt at the stake and persecuted for their faith in Jesus and it was a difficult difficult time the people were going through a fire so listen to what peter says to the church in second peter chapter 3 he says dear friends this is now the second letter that i have written to you in both letters i want to stir up your sincere understanding by way of reminder so that you recall the words previously spoken by the holy prophets and the command of our Lord and Savior given through your apostles. Above all, be aware of this. Scoffers will come in the last days, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They'll say stuff like, where is Jesus' coming? You've been saying all this time Jesus is coming back, and he promised that he was ever since our ancestors fall asleep. All these things continue as they have been since the beginning of creation. You know, life just goes on. We'll wake up tomorrow, go back to work, whatever it is we do, and just life will go on. And they're kind of mocking the early Christians. Like, hey, when is Jesus going to come back? It says they deliberately overlooked this. By the word of God, the heavens came into being long ago, and the earth was brought about from water through water. It says, through these, the world of that time perished When it was flooded. Remember I talked about he baptized the world with with a flood? By the same word, it says the present heavens and earth are stored up for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Dear friends, don't overlook this one fact. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years like one day. The Lord does not delay his promise, as some understand delay, but... God is patient with you. Can I get an amen? Isn't it good that God is patient with you? Isn't it good that you should have wrote this down a long time ago, but you haven't, but he's still waiting, and he's still patient, and he hasn't consumed you? Yes, it's good. Not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. On the day the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, the elements will burn and be dissolved, and the earth and the works on it will be disclosed, meaning be consumed is what it says, being consumed by fire. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, it is clear what sort of people you should be in holy conduct and godliness as you wait for the day of God and hasten his coming. Because of that day, it says the heavens will be dissolved with fire and the elements will melt with heat. But based on his promise, we wait for new heavens and new earth where righteousness dwells. That through this prescribed burn at the end of time, new heavens and new earth are coming that will grow up out of that destruction and it'll be better and more beautiful than you ever possibly imagined in your life. And it talks about Jesus is coming with fire in his eyes. He came the first time, meek and mild, as a baby baby. There's a donkey riding into the city in peace. But it says when he comes again, he's going to come with fire in his eyes. And he's going to come to claim what belongs to him. He's going to come in power. He's going to come and he's going to remove evil from the earth. He is. He's going to remove everything that is not holy from this earth. And we will know that day when it's that day. <laughs> there, won't be, there won't be like, hmm, is that really Jesus coming? No, we're going to know. It says it's going to be a loud noise. It's, there's going to be a melting away. And if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life because you've put your hope and trust in Jesus, you don't have to worry about that day. You don't have to worry. Because you're going to be a part of the new heavens and the new earth that's coming. <laughs> and a new life in a new land. It's going to be great. But what about right now? What about right now? This Jesus that we're going to worship for eternity is worthy of your worship right now. He's worthy of your worship right now. It says in in, uh, Revelation that the four living creatures and the 24 elders all cried out, holy, holy, holy. And they bowed before the Lord in worship. They bowed before him. And if they are to bow in worship we are too. We are too. But here's the thing. This is where we're going to finish. And worship team, go ahead and come on. up. This is where we're going to finish. You've got to ask yourself the question, what is getting in the way of my worship? What is getting in the way? And so tonight, tonight I'm going to be really, really just with men. Just men, I just encourage you, like, don't be afraid. Come. You're going to find freedom maybe you've never found before. Just come if you can. 118 Broken Bridge Lane, Platte City. It's right in between the Mormon Church and the Methodist Church, right on Broken Bridge Lane, right there. You'll just come, 630, bring a chair. But this morning, here's what I want, here's what I want you to do. I just want, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're willing to do this, if, I, and I'm not going to see what you write, okay? Listen, I'm not going to, nobody's going to see this. I just want to encourage you to, only God will know, Okay? But what I'm asking you to do is to, to come and to write maybe one thing, maybe ten things. Whatever it is, you say, you know what, um, I need a prescribed burn in my life today. I need God. This is a Goldilocks moment. This is the time. This is the time I need, to, I need to get rid of this in my life right now. I need to confess this before the Lord. The Bible says if you confess, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He's faithful to eat it up, <laughs> to remove it from your life if you're willing to confess it. Okay, Brady, go ahead and come on up for prayer. Stephanie, would you come up too just in case some, some women come forward? Say, listen, if you really want to get serious, then you might want to just talk to one of these people that are up here and say, this is why I came up. I'll just be in real with you. I, I came up because of this and get some like prayer right now. Bible says that when you confess your sins one to another, you'll be healed. New life will come, healing will come. But for the rest of you, you say, you know what, I'm not that place yet, Brady. I can't say it out loud, but I can write it down. I want you to write it down. I want you to take this piece of paper. I want you to fold it up tear or uh, wad it up, whatever, and just leave it at the foot of the cross. I'm going to collect them, and I'm going to burn them tonight. I promise you, I will not look at them. You can trust me. It's between you and the Lord, okay? Are my instructions clear? Yes? Okay, you know what to do? If there's no paper up here, bring your own paper. All right, And if there's if you don't have your own paper, uh, just God will know. All right, But we're going to build a fire tonight. And we're going to burn these things. It's time for a new life. It's time for new things to grow in your life. And it's not going to happen until you get rid of it. So let's pray. And we're going to worship. Father, come right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak new life as you burn these things out of our life, God. I'll confess, Lord, personally, I'll go co- I'll go first. Like my I fear I fear what people think of me. I, I, I just worry about what people think of me, God. And I I really have to get to the place where it doesn't even matter what people think of me. It's about what you think of me. It's about how you see me, not how they see me. So God, would you burn that out on my life today? ask you to to eat it up. And so I pray for everyone that's here today, like just if if you've put something on their heart, I pray that they'd be faithful and obedient to come to acknowledge it today. It's between you and them, this holy moment. If you need prayer, Brady's here, Stephanie's here, just come and just ask for prayer. They'll pray with you. It's all, it's all held in confidence. We don't, we don't go out and post it on Facebook after we're done. This is between you and the Lord. This is called an invitation. The fire is burning, and He wants you to come. So come.
0: Thanks again for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church or want to speak to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com, and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.